everybody, welcome to Fan Underground. I am your host, Troy, and this is the very first episode of Fan Underground. Now, before we get into the meat and potatoes of this podcast, I'll just kind of briefly talk about what's going to happen in the future and a little bit about myself, uh, so to speak. Now, starting off the future of this, I'll ma- it's a sports podcast. If you don't know, it's in the sports section of podcasts, and I'll be focusedly talking about the NBA and NHL. I will alternate between the two. I won't uh, mix both sports in one podcast. So, for example, today's podcast will be strictly talking about hockey, as well, and the next podcast will be talking about NBA, and then just kind of wrote alternate between there. I'm going to try to do about two episodes a week, so one hockey, one basketball. It's just because the off season right now, so not much is happening. Uh, there may be time to time this summer where there will be, I guess, a, a third special podcast or something if I think of an idea that I really want to kind of get done and put out there. Uh, but we're just going to have to go and see with it. Now, like I said, my name's Troy. I'm a 23-year-old Canadian guy who just, you know, who's a fan of sports, who loves his hockey, who loves his basketball. Used to be a big fan of baseball and football, which kind of fell out of it a bit. Uh, like to get back into it, but for now, just hockey and basketball is my top two. Uh, I recently started to do a couple of videos on YouTube at Fan Underground. And I was in the process of doing this big, big um, video idea where I was going through every single NHL team and saying what was their biggest free agent signing and what was their big free agent loss that they uh, encountered this uh, free agency. And after like so much research and everything, I was looking at it and I told my girlfriend, I'm like, I have this idea. And then I, I sent her a picture of my whiteboard of all like kind of the information. And then she suggests like, why not just a podcast? And she, she suggested it before, but kind of brushed it off thinking, you know, what? I, I prefer video. It's just a lot more fun. I like, you know, uh, I, I just like to be in front of the camera when I'm talking about, uh, sports stats and stuff. But then I started to think about it and I upload a couple and just the time and everything it took and just kind of how everything went. It just made more sense to do a podcast. Now, I may upload videos on YouTube if I feel like uh, visual content is needed. Uh, But it definitely seems like a lot of the stuff I could talk about, I don't actually need to show any visuals or anything like that. So she's definitely the smarter one out of us two. I mean, I could record the podcast in my underwear. Um, Whether I'm not, uh, whether I am or not, you're just going to have to guess. So that's what I'm going to do. Podcast. Uh, Like I said, one hockey a week, one NHL a week, or one NBA, one NHL a week for each. Uh, More if there's a lot more happening going on. Probably more during the season when there's a lot when there was basketball and hockey playing every single day. But for the offseason, just kind of keep it out of minimal. You know, just trying to get into the swing of all this uh, before taking those next steps to going big, big, big. So I have a couple of things I'd like to talk about in today's episode. I'd like to keep this today's episode short, just kind of get the feel of everything, just because I'm still trying to figure out where I'm actually going to upload this. 
uh, see how the iTunes process is, SoundCloud and all that stuff. If not, maybe it'll just end up on YouTube and maybe that's where you're uh, listening to this now. So, a couple of things I'd like to talk about today. Nikita Kucherov, Eric Carlson, Jonathan Tavares and the Toronto Maple Leafs there. Uh, Montreal Canadiens with the Max Pacioretty and maybe something else. We'll just kind of have to play it by ear. Uh, but let's start off with the, the biggest one, I guess you could say, uh, this week is Tampa Bay. Tampa Bay has been all over the news, rumors, sources, all, all over Tampa Bay this week because they've been linked to many different things. There is the whole training for Eric Carlson. There's the whole they had Nikita Kucherov as a restricted free agent next season. So they're questioning you know, there's some sources saying that they're going to trade him, they're going to hold on to him, so there's a lot of questions up in the air. Uh, but this week, Tampa Bay actually signed Nikita Kucherov for an eight-year, 9.5 annual uh, contract. And in about 2021, uh, it features a no-move clause, which kicks in. And after that, there's a modified no-trade clause that starts June 16th, 2024. So if Tampa Bay decides it's not working out and they want to trade him, Kucherov submits a 10-team trade list that he would accept a trade to, and then Tampa Bay would just kind of work with that. Now, a lot of people are saying he did leave a lot of money on the table, and you guys got to remember that in Florida, Tampa Bay, just the taxes are the best in the NHL. Well, with Nashville there as well, I think they're all tied. I think there's another one that might be a four-way tie for first, but they just don't get taxed like they do for, I think the worst is literally Ontario with the Toronto Maple Leafs and the Ottawa Centers where they get taxed the most. So even though he may make $11 million, say someone might make $11 million in Toronto, they actually might end up making less than someone making $9.5 million in Florida after taxes. So you always have to look at that example, like when if they trade for Eric Carlson, you may actually see him only take $10 million instead of the expected $11 million he supposedly wants, and that's because just he won't get taxed as much. So it's, it's kind of... He's getting pretty much the same, if not maybe more money. If he takes $10 million in Florida, as opposed to he takes $11 million in Ottawa. So that's a big thing. But at the same time, you know, Kucherov probably could have taken a bit more in Flo- in Tampa Bay. Uh, but he seems to be a team-friendly player. Taking a little less to give Tampa Bay uh, a lot more chances to work with. Because they are pushing the cap as is. And they're trying to get another $10, $11 million player. So that's going to be very interesting. Now, actually... Uh, Steve Yeisman was quoted a couple times this week. Uh, Mike Zisberger, uh, Zisberger on Twitter says, quoted that Yeisman said, nothing imminent, nothing at all, as he's still exploring possibilities, but despite what you might have read or even reported, it's very inaccurate. Now, Yeisman was very careful not to mention Carlson's name because he can't. Uh, Carlson's rights belong to the Ottawa Senators, so you can't verbally kind of say it, but I think we all know what he's talking about. Now, Yasmin is one that, when it comes to trades and stuff, he likes to announce things on his own time. 
So this may be absolutely false. You know, this may be a big face lie by Yasmin saying that it's not close, but it actually is. Or it may just be face value, but he has a history of wanting to announce things on his own time. So at this point, just kind of have to... Uh, honestly, it, it seems like this whole Eric Carlson saga, saga is just gonna, just it's just gonna get announced. It's just gonna be random. No one's gonna expect it. Bam, trade just gonna completely just out of nowhere, and then it's gonna be done just like that. I think that's what's gonna happen. I don't see it being a lot of like the sources like last week. Oh, it's getting close. Oh, it's going close. Oh, a trade's done. Oh, wait, no, the trade's not done. I don't think it's gonna be like that. I think it's gonna be clear cut. They announce it, done, and then everyone's able to move on because I think Eric Carlson, a lot of Senators fans, hockey fans in general, and the Ottawa Senators just want to move on from this kind of toxic situation. Uh, Joe Smith on Twitter, at JoeSmithTB, uh, a Tampa Bay Lightning beat writer for The Athletic, he uh, was quoted, or he quoted Yeisman. Yeisman was saying, I don't think it's impossible when adding a long-term contract via trade, but if you look at our commitments, if we were to bring on a significant contract, we'd have to make the money work, so to speak. Now, how <laughs> how can Tampa Bay do it? I mean, they're, they are so close to the cap. They, right now, the projected cap is 2.6, and you're trying to add a guy that has 6.5 this year and then another $10, $11 million for the next seven years. Well, I mean, there's a couple of people, you know, Ryan Callahan, who makes 5.8 for the next two years. People are saying that maybe he will go back to Rangers, where he used to play, and apparently the Rangers love the, like that idea. They're just only willing to take him on if they get something else to sweeten the deal. Uh, you also have Braden Coburn, who was on a one-year deal, Dan Girardi on a one-year deal, so those would be easier to move. Uh, I definitely think Ryan Callahan will be a bit harder. Uh, but definitely a lot more. Probably Ryan Callahan would be the one they would want to move because of that two-year contract, as opposed to the other ones where they only get a one-year deal. Uh, let's quickly talk about the Jonathan Tavares situation. Tavares, Tavares, I, I always forget how to say his name. Uh, but he actually released an article in the, the Players' Tribu Tribune. Tribune? Tribune? <laughs> so if you want to read that, definitely read that. It's kind of just him going through... Uh, his thought process and everything for his decision about leaving the Islanders for Toronto and just kind of a, a way of saying goodbye, I guess, to the New York Islanders fans and just, you know, I guess hopefully trying to make the Islanders fan not hate him too much. But if you're interested in that, I recommend uh, checking that out. It's a good read for sure. Uh, a very a, a lot of time and thought went into this for sure. Um, and apparently... He was actually in uh, Mississauga when he made this decision. So it looks like maybe his uh, his summertime is spent in Mississauga. Who knows? Because uh, it says he was in the backyard by his pool with his fiance. So Diff didn't know that he liked to spend his off season there. I know he's from Mississauga, but very interesting. Uh. Next, Max Pacioretty. I mean, this guy has been on the trading block, it seems like, for the past... Jeez, it feels like 10 years. And now it's to the point where Montreal sources are saying that Montreal has told him that they're not even going to 
discuss a contract extension. They're not interested in it. They just want to trade him. And Max Pacioretty has said that he wants to stay in Montreal, but it's looking like that match is just done with. So now it's a matter of where is Max Pacioretty willing to sign a contract extension with? Uh, because I'm sure there are some teams he doesn't want to sign an extension with, which will drive his value down if those teams try to trade for him because, you know, he would be a rental. So I don't think many uh, people will trade for him for for him to be a rental. I think uh, the, play, the teams that are trying to trade for him are teams that he's said that he's willing to do in a contract extension for, kind of like what Ottawa's doing with Eric Carlson, I think it's fair to say Carlson has said which teams he would like to he would do an extension for at this point and Otto's just focusing on those kind of teams like Dallas, Tampa, Vegas and all of that. So I could see the same thing happening with Max Pacioretty. I don't really see him going to he probably wants to win. I mean, with you're stuck in Montreal for this long and just kind of have like done the past couple of years with PK Subban gone. Markov gone, you know, bring Shea Weber's being injured all the time, price down year. It's see, Montreal's a mess. Montreal is a mess. And they have some good pieces. Don't get me wrong. Shea Weber went healthy, solid. Carey Price went healthy, solid. Max Pacioretty went healthy, solid. You have these solid pieces, but everything else, like, I'm sorry, but Montreal is starting to remind me of the Toronto Maple Leafs. And not in a good way. Not where Toronto is now. Not where they're like all these young guys. Uh, John, uh, JT, uh, goalie. You know, Toronto's actually on the rise right now. But for those 10 years when Toronto was a, a shit show, to say, uh, that's what kind of reminds me of what Montreal's doing right now. Now, don't get me wrong, Montreal has better players. Than Toronto did during that time. I mean, I guess you could say for Toronto, they had like the Matt Sundin at the time. That was their best uh, during this awful, awful span. Uh, but that's kind of where I feel like Montreal is right now. They, they seem to never address the, the problems that they they need. I mean, there's the whole Alex Galchenyuk, which they eventually traded for Max Domi. Uh, I'm sorry, I don't agree with that. I mean, they're going to try to put Max Domi at center. I just don't think it's going to work. I, I I don't know. I don't see it. And then before, when they traded Jonathan Druin for Sergeyev, it, already it's coming back to bite them in the butt. But overall, I just... I think as long as uh, their GM is there, uh, I just don't see Montreal really turning around. Honestly, if I was Montreal... If I was a new GM coming in, honestly, it would be very hard to discuss or decide whether to just literally blow it all up or to try. I mean, the only reason you try is because Carey Price and Shea Weber. And the thing with Shea Weber is I don't know if you'd be able to trade that contract. Carey Price, hands down, you could trade him. Shea Weber is the tough one. Um, that one, that contract, I'm not sure if you'd be able to trade it. Maybe you could. Maybe you could. Maybe after retain Sally, I don't know. Maybe you could trade it. But it's definitely going to be a lot harder of a contract to trade uh, than a carry price. 
So, I mean, that's really all I have to say about that. Montreal just seems to... I mean, I can't really say much. I'm a Senators fan, and Ottawa is just a tire fire right now with the, the, the toxic ownership, management, the Eric Carl situation, the Mike Hoffman situation that happened. Oh, man, this has been a crazy... Let's, let's go down. Let's go down the list of everything that happened with Ottawa this year. Let's start off with the owner. Now, starting off, if you don't know, Ottawa's arena is really far from the actual downtown city. So, to get there is not easy. And I know for some, oh, that's not an excuse. But, let's face it, some people just, maybe they can't get that far. Maybe they just don't have the transportation. uh, Or maybe, you know, just, I don't know. I I don't know their situation. But, I mean, Ottawa, the Senators are trying to move this to downtown. So, that'll definitely help. Uh, But, let's face it, Ottawa had attendance issues. And that made the owner, Eugene Melnick, mad and to the point uh, where he actually kind of threatened to relocate the team, but then he backtracks saying, oh, no, I'm not going to relocate the team. I love Ottawa and all this stuff. And But that it was it, it got way too... It, there was no turning back uh, from his earlier comments. All the Sens fans just... They hated him before, and they definitely hate him now even more. Uh, even putting up billboards saying, hashtag... Uh, Melnick out. <laughs> um, pretty much, if you're a Sens fan, odds are you want Eugene Melnick out, and you probably want the 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 GM uh, Pierre Dorian out as well. Um, to be honest, my eyes, he just doesn't have that backbone where he could stand up to Eugene Melnick. I think I feel like when Brian Murray was GM of the Ottawa, he was able to. Uh, he was able to do his job because he was able to hand Eugene Melnick. Uh, maybe because Eugene Melnick had a lot more confidence than Brian Murray. I mean, he was more proven, and Pierre Dorian is still new, so that could be a thing. But Brian Murray was able to keep the owner away from most management, most trade player decisions. So that was one really good thing that I miss about Brian Murray was... He was able to keep that balance, and Pierre Dorian is just not able to do that right now. I understand Pierre Dorian is in a difficult situation. Um, I'm sure the, the the owner is threatening to fire him if he doesn't do what he wants, and you know Pierre Dorian wants to. You know, if you're a GM of a, a professional hockey team, you want to keep that job, but at the same time, you're gonna always be remembered as the guy who traded Eric Carlson away. So there's that. The threatening of relocation. Uh, secondly, unfortunately, um, I guess not unfortunately. Uh, depending on how you look at it, there was the big trade for Matt Duchesne, which sent our first first round pick, other this year, next year, to Colorado, which ended up Ottawa deciding to keep this year's pick. So, uh, with how awful Ottawa is, it's looking like Colorado will get Ottawa's pick next year, which will actually probably be a top five pick. So that's bad news for Ottawa. Uh, third, which in the grand scheme of life, this is the worst one by far. Eric Carlson and his uh, lovely wife, they were actually expecting a baby. And unfortunately, uh, the baby passed away. Axel. And, you know, I know hockey is just a small thing in the grand scheme of things. And so that was just shocking because I don't know if if you followed Carlson or any of that on Instagram you just see how happy he was 
just when they when they found out the gender from everything he I he was ecstatic to be a father and just to see that happen is you know heartbreaking to know just to see and he might not say it but it I feel like it definitely affected him and his game this season which you know completely understand um moving on from that there is the Mike Hoffman situation where apparently Mike Hoffman's fiance was bashing telling saying about uh, sources are saying that this is not 100% but sources are saying that uh, Mike Hoffman's wife was hoping that Eric Carlson would break his both both of his legs never be able to play again uh, saying all this stuff about their uh, passed away baby about the fiance saying it was all their fault and stuff and that's just stuff you don't do now of course not 100% sure if they said it but that just creates a toxic atmosphere and especially in the locker room and it just got to the point where Eric Carlson's wife started to go for a restraining order and all this stuff and it created so much chaoticness that the only way out of it was really to trade Mike Hoffman away but because of all this and because of all his questions people being afraid of will he do this will is this true is this fiance gonna do this in our locker room his value went completely down got like a quarter of what he was actually worth and they they trade him to san jose because they don't want him in their division but then san jose flipped him to florida which is in senator's division so that didn't work out and now it comes down to eric carlson he was offered a contract extension which he turned down wasn't up to snuff if it was 11 million dollars for eight years maybe he would have done it but they offered 10 million for eight years i mean he pretty much has said that he wants 11 for eight years but Ottawa decides to offer 10 for eight years but the big thing with that is the owner Eugene Melnick just does not like to pay I think a big thing is because he's because attendance is not coming he doesn't want to spend all this money on a big bankroll and that's what he said you know if people aren't going to come he's not going to spend money on a team but at the same time people aren't coming because they want you gone so it's just I think it's a matter of time before Eugene Melnick sells the team because since fans they could they could hold out they could hold out, especially if the team's going to be bad. Like, if you want people to come, well, like, you're better off paying for a team and letting them come and, like, earning that trust as opposed to selling the be- arguably the best player in center's history, franchise history, uh, definitely for a defenseman. And now the team's going to be horrible for the next two, three years. No one's going to come and spend money to watch that. So I'm not exactly sure where he thinks he's going to make all this money to, you know, just kind of move forward but I think it's just a matter of time before you know less and less fans show up because of him and because of how poor the team is and he just decides you know what he's losing money so he's just going to sell it and then I think once he does sell it I think whoever comes in is going to the new ownerships everyone's going to absolutely love and show so much support the first season I'm telling you the first season that um, the new owners come in there's going to be a huge boost of attendance ratings especially when uh the center's arena gets to downtown i think they're going to be a sellout crowd i think for the most part they'll sell out i think once it gets to that point uh if you're an owner for i think that's another thing because odds are you're going to be a sellout crowd once you get to downtown usually melnick's just hoping for that which is scary because 
people might actually go more. Uh, there might be a lot less people protesting because it's just harder to protest. But that's kind of everything happening with Ottawa right now. It's just uh, it's just a tiger fire. It's just going a complete shit show. So just gonna have to wait and see what happens there. And yeah, so that's probably gonna be the end of this one. Just kind of keep it short for now. Just try to kind of get into the swing of things. Just kind of checking to see if there's any. Uh, other crazy crazy rumors or anything going on right now but I don't really see anything like that I mean you check Twitter and <laughs> check Twitter to see like any rumors or anything like that but then everyone's like well you know th they're little jokes Eric Carlson got traded in Golden State Eric Carlson got traded for a bagel Eric Carlson got traded for a bag of pucks Eric Carlson got traded for uh, Steve Yeisman, 10 Lessons of How to Be a GM. And it, oh, man, it's frustrating sometimes because you, you go on... That's the thing with social media, you know. Sometimes you go on to try to figure out, you know, actual information to f actual resources and see people that actually are talking to people instead of, like, 90... 99% of the people on Twitter are just... Especially in this little... I won't say everywhere, but in this group of Eric Carlson tweets and everything are just making jokes. Or a lot of people are bashing Eric Carlson um, for multiple reasons. One, because they're like, oh, Eric Carlson, why haven't you been traded yet? Blah, blah, blah. But Eric Carlson, like, yeah, he could be like, oh, I, I only want to go to this team. So train me to that team. That's all you got. But he's not like that. He's, you know, he's letting Ottawa have some options. He's not a dick, you know, he, like. He has said he wants to stay in Ottawa. They haven't offered him a counter contract. Like, they haven't offered him a second extension contract. So, uh, I don't know what to do. And then people are saying, oh, he went to... I think he's in Scot he was in Scotland. Uh, played on a Trump International golf course with some buddies or something. People are bashing him because he played on Trump's International Golf Course. I mean, come on. The guy's from Sweden. He lives in Canada. I don't think... I mean, I don't think he cares too much. I'm sure once he goes to America, because odds are he's going to get traded to an American team, maybe his eyes will open up a bit more to the whole Trump saga and everything. But don't bash. Like, the guy's just playing golf. He's trying to enjoy his offseason while he can, before, especially with all this debacle going on about where he's going to get traded and everything, too. Just let the guy relax. The guy's gone through so much, and, you know, he's been a class act here in Ottawa, and, you know, definitely an amazing player, amazing hu human, amazing guy, and it's going to be really hard to see him walk away. Not walk away, but, like, be traded away, be literally kicked out. Like, he wants to stay here, but Ottawa's like, no, we don't want you. Or, like, at least the ownership. The Sens fan absolutely want Carlson to stay. And it's one of those things, he's 28, and I understand that it's like... I, I don't know if Ottawa could build... With this current management, I don't think Ottawa could successfully build a team around Carlson to compete. I think they'll just end up wasting him. Uh, I think if it was different management, they could probably do it. But with this Pierre Dorian, Eugene Melnick, I think they're just going to waste it. They, they, they seem to waste a lot of things. And so I guess in a sense, it's good to trade them for something. But even that, they're going to screw it up. I just know it. They're going to screw up the trade. They're going to get shit all back and it's going to be awful and it's going to be a rough couple of years if you're a Sens fan now I, I should guess I shouldn't be complaining too much because 
Uh, Toronto went through a rough 10 years or so. Uh, but the only thing with Toronto is, like, at least they had owners that are willing to pay. Sure, they just had bad GMs, but I'd rather have bad GMs than a bad owner because owner is a lot harder to replace than a GM. Uh, if this owner sticks through, this could be potentially a bad 10 years. We're just going to have to wait and see. But anyways, yeah, that's going to be the end of this one. Uh, the next one I'll be talking about, the next podcast will be about basketball. It's discussing everything between Kawhi Leonard, LeBron James, Damian Lillard, all that stuff. Just kind of Carmelo Anthony and everything that's happened in the basketball world. Uh, but yeah, so I appreciate you guys watching, checking out the first podcast. Like I said, I'm not exactly sure if this will be on iTunes, YouTube, or what. I'm just going to have to see uh, what my options are. But anyways, I hope you subscribe to whatever this is put on, whether it be iTunes, subscribe to I- this podcast on iTunes. If it's there, subscribe subscribe to this YouTube channel. If it's on YouTube, I'm not 100% sure. Uh, but yeah, so once again, oh, also check out my Twitter at fan underground underscore uh, where I will be kind of tweeting my thoughts on many different uh, sport topics and everything going on. Um, like, I'll, I guess my latest, I'll read my latest tweet. Um, in terms of hockey. Uh, wow, I actually only have one tweet of hockey. <laughs> Mainly, uh, actually, okay, here, here's a tweet. If you are a Sense fan, uh, Sense Central tweet, Twitter, uh, tweeted this out on Twitter, and he's... He's asking, who would be your sense Mount Rushmore? If you had four all-time senators, who would be on the Mount Rushmore? For me, it was Danny Alferson, long line, you know, the captain, the best captain in franchise history. You could say arguably the best captain or best player in franchise history. Uh, number two, may surprise people, is Brian Murray. He wasn't a player for senators, but he was a GM. He was coach. He was amazing. Uh, gone too soon. Amazing, amazing human being. Miss him, miss him dearly. There at Eric Carlson, of course. <laughs> this guy is our franchise defenseman. Uh, best defenseman in our franchise history. Just a f- generational player. Absolutely. Such a good guy as well. Amazing. And Chris Phillips, playing for over a thousand games with Ottawa. Uh, just wonderful, wonderful, wonderful. And just falling out was Chris Neal for me. So just let me know who you're out. Uh, tweet out who your uh, sense Mount Rushmore would be. Anyways, that's the end of this one. So appreciate you guys watching, and I'll see you in the next one.